Greetings, fellow humans. This is Pat Callahan uh, from All White Tukey. You're listening to another great podcast on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Yeah. <laughs> it's your good pal, Steve O, from the Four Eyed Radio Network. I'm here to talk to you about a wonderful designer we all know. Uh, Revenge Lover illustrates and designs that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, please visit revengelover.com. And just do yourself a favor and tell them Steve-O sent you. I know it really doesn't count for anything, but, I mean, come on. Who's gonna, who are you gonna trust? You gonna trust, you gonna trust somebody else? No, you're gonna trust me, Steve-O. Because, face it, I'm awesome. Time for another, not another bee horror kiss. Oh, mister. Ah, yes, and welcome to another, not another bee horror cast. I, of course, am your lovely host, Steve O, along with my, uh, I'm going to call you the Elvira of the podcast. Um, that would she, make sense. Because she's got big boobs, guys. <laughs> um, I'm Anna. If you couldn't already guess. So yes, we are back with another brand new spanking episode of Not Another Bee Horror Cast. I know, I've been on the ball this week, kids. You're like, oh, Arcade Bros, Longbox Cast, this new podcast. Now you're just probably now you're gonna give me shit going like, Where the fuck is all the other podcasts you were doing? But uh Yeah, yeah. fucker, come on. Not very nice. Yeah, um, you'll be fine. No, I want to hurt my feelings <laughs> and my pride. And I am done. I am out of here. I don't care about your crap. But, of course, we are brought to you by, um, of course, we're on the 4i Radio Network. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, Mirror Guide, Podcast Directory.com, YouTube, Swell Radio, Player FM, and Double Twist. And, of course, we're brought to you by Revenge Lover, illustrates and designs that fit your personalities. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. So, of course, uh, before we dive into the show and all the good stuff, um, <clears throat> let's catch up on what everyone's been doing this week. Uh, Anna, what's new with you? Uh, other than not going to work, nothing really. <laughs> Although, um, <clears throat> I did finally catch up on the show Sleepy Hollow. Ah, yes. The show I so, have not watched. It's actually... Eh, it takes a little while to get into, but it's very interesting, and it's, for one thing, it's historically accurate, and for another thing, like, it takes, it's very interesting how they take, uh, basically, like, well-known information about what happened during the Revolutionary War, and things like that, and people who are in the Revolutionary War, and kind of give it this weird, like, supernatural twist. It's very interesting. I don't huh. know. I enjoy it. Very cool, very cool. Sorry, I was just playing with the knobs, trying to get an idea of why I keep hearing this, like, kind of thing. Well, I'm not hearing it, so I think it's just... Uh, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just crazy. Probably. Um, okay, so... Um, what about you? Well, I was going to say, before we dive into my stuff and everything like that, so Sleepy Hollow, is this is their third season? I don't know. I don't okay. remember if it's th I d it's either the second or the third. It's I want to say it's their second. No, it's got to be their third because it's what? been on for two years. Hmm. 
Because I saw it from the beginning, so... Yeah, I think it started up in the uh, October of 2012. Because it... Wait, I... 2013 maybe? Wait, hold on. 13, 14? Yeah, I think it started off in the... Uh, it's premiered in October of 2013, if I'm not mistaken. Because this should be their third season. Uh, wow, then I was totally oblivious. Well, I watched it back to back, so that would no, probably no, that's fine. Explain. But anyway, so um, anything new going on in this season? Anything that's interesting? Anything that you feel like? Oh, you're right. Uh, <clears throat> I'm always right. shocker. Um, um, now it's uh, they have a new villain in it, which is really like I don't know where they're gonna go with it. Mm. So it's kind of interesting. Um, they're going a lot darker. Like the first two seasons had a lot of witchcraft in it. Mm -hmm. This one is just going like straight dark, which is kind of nice. And it has um, and they also did a crossover episode. Well, two crossover over episodes with Bones. Bones, which was had less supernatural than I wanted, but it was still very interesting to see those two casts interact. Mm. And, uh, but actually in this new season, actually, they have Pandora. If they would have, um, kept, uh, if Fringe was still going, they could have done a great <coughs> crossover with Fringe and Sleepy Hollow because that would have fat in the same kind of universe. Oh, I never watched the Fringe. Oh, Fringe was great. Maybe they'll cross over with Arrow or something. <laughs> no, because it's two different networks, Fox yeah, I and know. whatnot. I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, so you were saying, so it has something to do with Pandora? Yes, they have the Pandora. Well, everybody does. It's on your phones. And, nah, uh, you're funny. Um, as in Pandora's box. It's actually, it's a specific one. Like, they're saying that they have Pandora, like, there's Pandora's in different, or the story of Pandora in each different, like, mythology from each culture. So, I don't remember which one this is. They said on the show, but I wasn't really paying attention. Um, but no, it's actually very good and it's very interesting and it's pretty well put together. Well, so. That's good. Which is great because especially it's really hard unless you're supernatural, which even then they make fun of their incredibly cheesy effects sometimes. But it's really difficult to make a show scary and like intimidating and kind of like yeah. Um, they do a good job with that. Yeah, actually, a lot of shows have really uh, developed on how to do that and kind of give you a good, like, kind of creepy factor, creepy, like, scare factor and everything like that. So, but a great show that <clears throat> I believe either just premiered or was just out, but if you can catch it, Stars right now. If you own Stars, highly recommend checking out this show. If you don't have Stars, you can watch at least the first episode of this show for free, but I watched Ash versus The Evil Dead. Yes. And it is fantastic. Now, I was trying to figure out, because I didn't know all the backstory on Ash versus the Evil Dead, and what I mean by just the show. I know, you know, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, but apparently, when I was watching the show, I was all like, huh, this is weird. They're only kind of referencing uh, Evil Dead, the very first one. I'm like, what about the Army of Darkness? And then I found out with legal issues and all that kind of mumbo-jumbo, they can't really talk about anything that happens to do with um, Army of Darkness, which is kind of disappointing. Yeah, that's very depressing, because number one, that's the only Ash movie that I've seen. Well, I've seen the new Evil Dead, but I haven't seen the old Evil Deads. 
And All Evil Dead's are great. But except for Army of Darkness, which was fucking amazing. But I think Army of Darkness, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. And kids, if I am wrong, feel free to tweet at us at our you know Twitter page, which I know you won't, but at BHorrorCast, or you can even hit us up on Facebook and going, no, you're wrong. We always, I always call people out telling me, hey, if I'm wrong, call me out on the ship, but no one ever does. So, But I believe... So please I'm, call Steve out on his shit, because somebody needs to. Well, we need someone to like the page more and stuff. But I, f I think the evil, d uh, the Army of Darkness, I believe, was a more of a big budget film from the other two because the other two were kind of independent uh, by Sam Raimi, and this one I think was I think it had actually a movie, uh, big studio behind it. I believe it was Universal. I think so. I'm leaning more towards that because it seems like Universal would pick something up like this. But what I like about Ash versus the Evil Dead, uh, Bruce Campbell is fucking fantastic. Um, he just makes that show. All the other characters, uh, actually, you don't know these characters, and they're being introduced, you know, slowly. But already, I like everybody in the cast. I think everybody's really good. Um, I actually thought that his sidekick guy was going to be annoying, but he's really no, he's, he's really very complimentary he, he's, to Ash. He's so. very and he's very funny. He's got yeah. some uh, good lines and everything like that. So it's uh, but what I like about the show is uh, Sam Raimi is directing and I believe writing most of the shows. Um, I know when I say writing, but I mean, usually with a show, there's a bunch of different writers and stuff like that, but I think he's he might be the guy that, yeah, I, I know he's directing. He directed the first episode and stuff like that. Um, really went back to some old school stuff. Uh, they tried, they even, we had saw a little making behind the scenes of it where they try to use, you know, all real kind of makeup and prosthetics and things like that and not try to go so far-fetched of, oh, we're going to use it like CGI and all this kind of stuff. Like they're really trying to bring it back to the old school um Army of Darkness and stuff like that, but just great. And it, and it yeah, ends. And I was going to say, I was really impressed with the whole, like, the, the possessed girl in the haunted house that took her head and twisted, and twisted it, it back. Yeah. That was a prosthetic. That wasn't CGI. Yes. And it was freaking beautiful. Like uh, All the creatures are exactly like you remember it from, you know, the movies and stuff like that. Um, the weird wackiness, the humor and stuff like that. Uh, Bruce Campbell is, was just born to play this role. Um, I'm really He's hoping. Amazing. I'm really hoping that they do do uh, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash movie. Oh, that would be uh, amazing. Now I know they versus won't. Hellraiser <laughs> would be great, but uh, yeah, he's he's perfect in the role. He owns that character. It it ends at such like the episode ends, and you're like, oh shit! Like it makes you want more. Like it, everything just falls into place. Um, and it's it's just it's a fun ride. Like if you're a huge fan of Evil Dead and everything like that, I highly recommend this show. Uh, I'm going to probably recommend it to uh, Matthew because I know he has stars. So I'm going to be like, you bastard. You better check this out. So, yeah. Uh, Ash vs. the Evil Dead is on stars. Highly recommend it um, for all you horror fans out there because it's, it's just great. Um, but uh, diving into some of the news that we have going on this week. Now, we did watch a movie. We will get to that. We did talk about it on last week's podcast what we watched, but we will dive into that for our little period piece. Oh, I will have to share this before we dive into it. So I actually taught somebody about Krampus today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. One of our coworkers um, who sits in my area, she had no idea because they were talking about Santa Claus and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, what about Krampus? I'm like, if, you gotta believe, if you're going to believe in Santa, you got to believe in his you know, evil counterpart. And they're like, he has an evil counterpart? And then she's like, the Grinch? And I'm like, no. What? No. Krampus. So she actually she looked him up on Google and got really freaked out. <laughs> and she's like, that's freaking creepy and stuff like that. So actually, I thought about it. I'm going to try to find some Krampus decorations. Yes. Uh, and probably put that up in my cube. 
uh, oh, for this yeah. holiday season. But uh, yeah, so I was excited about that because I did mention they're making a Krampus movie. Uh, well, technically, it's already been made. It just gets released on December 4th. They do have a bunch of other kind of, I think, Krampus movies that they're working on. I know Kevin Smith is actually working on a Krampus movie, which is actually going to be kind of like a three-story arc. Like almost like uh, trick or treat and stuff like that, where it was going to be like a bunch of different stories are happening on this night. That'll um, be interesting. So that should be pretty interesting if they decide to uh, when they go ahead and do that one. So, but yeah, so uh, diving into some news, we're not going to bury the lead on this one. This is kind of a little depressing or whatnot, but some people might not recognize the name, but um, Gunnar uh, Hansen. Passed away at age 68, which is really young nowadays. That is but young. you're hearing that name going, who is this guy? This is the man who actually put on the lesser, the first uh, Leatherface in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He was the uh, known as the villain in those movies. Um, which actually we did some research on the background for those movies. And there are some really fucked... Like, okay, I know they say all the time how real life is scarier than fiction. Like... They, uh, it really, they couldn't even make movies about these people because they, these murderers, these serial killers, because they would, did such fucked up shit. Like, if you try to make a movie about it, like, even if you only put half of the stuff in that they did, it would be rated R. Like, it was horrible. <laughs> well, yeah, like I was, I was telling uh, uh, my co-host earlier the week that it was, it was based, pretty much it was ba- when they came based off a true story and everything, like, everything that happened in that movie didn't really happen in real life to a bunch of teenager kids, but it was based off of a, an actual real-life person named Ed Gaines, um, who was back in the 1950s, who was just a fucked-up man, which actually brings me to another good segue that I, I want to bring up on the show sometime. Maybe we will dive into maybe like a segment of serial killers or yes, something like that. Yes, we should um, have a serial killer I mean, we're trying to different things. I'm actually thinking of maybe like <laughs> Mystical Creature of the Week or the month or something like that, where we'll bring up, like, Bigfoot and how it started and all this kind of stuff. Plus, also, if people have their own kind of supernatural experience, they can write in and we'll read them on the show and stuff, so... Yeah, I mean, we can... I mean, I have I have a lot of mythological knowledge that we could bring up. Like, even Pan is technically a villain in his stories. So, as in... Not Peter Pan, the little kid who doesn't age. As in actual Pan, the creature, the fawn. So... Um, um, yeah, if you want us to do, or if you don't want us to do a serial killer segment, let us know if you want us to do like a supernatural segment, a, you know, basically like a, a myth segment or fable segment or whatever, like, cause a lot of horror movies now are starting to do movies based on like, uh, either mythology or just like some sort of like urban legends and stuff like that. So if you guys want to hear about that, so then whenever those movies come up, you actually have the background, let us know. Cause that would be, we need your feedback people. Come on. But uh, <laughs> I will say this. Uh, so we'll give our tribute to um, Hanson, but uh, he lived yes. in Maine for about 40 years where he worked as an actor and a writer. Uh, he was actually, uh, when he got, he was actually born in Iceland uh, he was six foot four and two hundred eighty pounds uh, for the first movie of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, so even without the mask, he was scary as fuck. Oh yeah, he was a big guy. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, that was like the guy who originally played Jason. Like he was a six foot yeah, tall guy, and the guy and the guy dude. who replaced him, you know, was like that same height too, and everything like that. So it's uh, it's kind of cool. But um, which actually going back to that a little bit, like sorry to interrupt you again, but. I was just going to say, like, especially with Leatherface being six foot four, with Jason being six foot something, then to have Freddy Krueger, who's what, like, five foot ten, 
or at least he looks Possibly. pretty short in the movies. Yeah. Like, and they they were actually ma- able to make him scary and make him intimidating. Like, that's they did a good job with that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I will say this: if you haven't seen uh, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I highly recommend it. I uh, it's a great film. Uh, the sequel. It's not as great as the first one, but it is pretty amusing because they knew they couldn't top the first one. So it actually is pretty hilarious. Just seeing um, uh, Dennis Hopper going fucking apeshit in that movie is fantastic, which will probably <laughs> end up being one of the movies we will be you know, reviewing uh, in the later kind of episodes coming on. But yeah, so uh, Hanson, thank you for giving us a character who is scary as fuck but knew how to wield a chainsaw. Hopefully you're chainsawing things up in heaven now. And thank you for making the chainsaw scary as fuck. Scary once again. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is actually kind of interesting. I found out. That I think the screening already happened, but I did find uh, this story on uh, Shock to You Drop. Um, so speaking of camps. Yes. Yeah, so Sleepaway, uh, camp. Sleepaway Camp is another, another fucked up movie. If anyone has seen it, but um, uh, Felicity uh, Felisa Rose is going to attend a special screening of Sleepaway Camp in Hollywood. I believe this is going to happen on November 10th, which, honestly, if you're already listening to the show, it probably already happened. So, um, but yeah, if uh, we will definitely, this is a movie that I do want to watch again. Yeah, that happened yesterday. Well, okay, when people listen to this podcast, I don't like to give them actual dates and everything <laughs> like that. Um, Sorry. Anyways. But um, actually, no, uh, the campfire out on another road and a special one shot show will go down on November 28th oh. at the uh, the Arena Cinema in Hollywood. So, um, yeah. But anyway, Sleepaway Camp, um, I'm not going to spoil anything. It's a fucked up movie. Um, it has a fucked up twist at the end. Yep. Uh, Robot Chicken made a great fucking joke about it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so if you haven't seen Sleepaway Camp... Uh, and if you've never seen Sleepaway Camp, uh, or if you have seen it and you know people who haven't seen it, this is like the best thing you could do is you watch it with them, and then when it gets to that fucked up part, you just look at the look on their face, and it's priceless. Um, so yeah, so we'll definitely talk about Sleepaway Camp. It's definitely going to be one of those films that are up in our um, categories to review and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I think that's kind of great that uh, the, the movie came out in 1983. Uh, probably trying to market on the whole 80s slasher horror things. Um, but uh, as people say, uh, Sleepaway Camp just screams 80 goodness. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's going to be interesting when that kind of comes out again. So uh, this is actually kind of a crazy... It's cool news, but I also feel like I think we're getting overwritten by zombie stuff now. Don't get me wrong. I love Walking Dead. I love zombie video games. I love zombie movies. Um, I think like now they're doing Fear the Walking Dead, but I just think AMC is just picking anything up with zombies in and out. But congratulations to George Romero's uh, Empire of the Dead was just finally picked up uh, to be a, a TV series. Uh, now, if you don't know uh, George uh, Romero's uh, work, he basically pretty much did Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, um, <clears throat> Day of the Dead, um, Land of the Dead. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's pretty much the, I would say, I, I'm going to say the godfather of zombies. Um, pretty much took a low-budget film and made it into a crazy-ass, you know, popular um, <clears throat> thing, you know, franchise or whatnot. But yeah, it looks like um, uh, it's going to be a miniseries that's going to be picked up on AMC. Um, I believe it's based off of, if I'm not mistaken, let's see, AMC have stirred up shows about ad men uh, androids, drug kingpins, computer engineers, 
uh, revolutionaries, war spies, and cops of all stripes. But no subject has been more uh, relatable of them than zombies. The Walking Dead remains a juggernaut for the network, no matter how uh, cranky viewers get about certain uh, unresolved cliffhangers, so much so that it spawned not one but two successful spinoff series, Talking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Which is why I think it's important to bring other things into the equation, because zombies are great, but... I mean, there's only so much interest that you can create for it. Well, this so. is the thing. What I like about The Walking Dead is it's the same thing with every zombie movie. You want to fear the the zombies, but you also have to realize it fucks people up when they're in this post-apocalypse world, such as some of the video games I played, uh, Fallout 3. Yeah, there's fucking creatures out there that are trying to kill you, but most of the times I'm getting attacked by human beings. Yeah. You know, uh, same thing with Mad Max and kind of stuff. It's like it's all this kind of just – the human connection of how people can, you know, everyone... Right now, we're all fine. We're all treating each other respectfully. But if something happened, like bomb dropped or zombies attack or something crazy where it puts the world into disarray, I don't think a lot of us who are close friends with each other right now will probably be like, fucking that guy has a can of beans. Fuck this guy. <laughs> Didn't you guys go to, like, middle school together for, like, ten years? Fuck that guy, you know? Wait, why would you go to middle school for 10 years? Well, when the zombie apocalypse happens, I'm holding up in a middle school, so I'll be there for 10 years. Oh, got it. Okay, that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, and I think after a certain Save point, it'll stop. That one. Uh-huh. I think at a certain point, it'll stop being a zombie apocalypse and just a cannibal apocalypse. Uh, but yeah, but it looks like uh, no wonder AMC seems hungry for stories about the undead as the undead are for brains. Uh, according to a news reporter, the network now ventures into zombie territory with the Empire of the Dead, based on... Okay, this is when I... This is where I read that. Based on the Marvel comic written by the Godfather, and I said that! I said Godfather! I am so <laughs> on the ball with... This is this cast is up my fucking alley. Uh, of zombies himself, George A. Romero. So, um, yeah, so that should be very exciting to see. And I'm actually kind of curious, because now I'm like, we're going to see Walking Dead. And then we're going to see this miniseries. And I'm really kind of curious how the zombies are going to look. So this is not related to zombies. This oh, is no, going this is back now. to uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead. Mm -hmm. um, apparently there's an artist named Sean Hughes who created a book, a children's book of the Evil Dead 2. And it's called The Littlest Deadite. Oh, now I want to see. It's pretty cute, actually. So if you swipe right, you can see the little pictures that it has in there. So this is this is this is perfect podcasting right now because we're looking at images you kids cannot see. Yes, yeah, sorry, it's on bloodydisgusting.com. I was gonna say you might just want to post post the link on the Facebook page. I'll send the link over to you since it's on my iPhone. Apparently, you can't send or you can't create links or click on links whenever you're on an iPhone. Uh, well, I'm trying to so. do a show, so I'm gonna have to look at this later. But the picture. Basically, I saw the, the first pictures are pictures. cute. Yes. So, um, which I think is awesome. I would. This is probably why I don't have kids. No, you don't have kids for other reasons, but we're not going to get into those. Yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> but one of the good, one of the reasons why it's good that I don't have kids is because if I had kids, I would totally get that for them and read it to them as a as a nighttime story, and they'd be like, "Mommy, there's something out of my bed." I'd be like, "Okay, good. Good night." <laughs> uh, so this is actually by Bloody Disgusting. I did find a couple of different uh, news pages while I was researching for uh, the horror podcast. So I did actually follow a couple of them on Twitter and a couple of them on uh, Facebook. Oh, that's smart. So we can get a little bit more stuff when things pop up. Now this is what I love. Now I the name this caught my eye just for this. Reason 
reason because I had no idea they were even doing this. So Fox can't decide on a name for their Frankenstein series. I had no idea Fox was planning on doing a Frankenstein series. Yes, I talked about it on the podcast last week. Did you? Because yes. I thought you were talking about the Frankenstein movie that's going to be coming out with uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Professor X. Or maybe it was a couple weeks ago, but I didn't know that they were coming out with a uh, the Frankenstein show. Now, I guess I guess it's called right now is the Frankenstein Code is the with the with the trailer being released is what they're calling it. I don't know if that's what they're going to call it. I say you guys should just call it uh, Frankenstein. Um, Frankenstein. So, but yeah, that's nothing. But uh, speaking of other Fox shows, so I wonder if this picked up steam because of the show that you and I have been saying we're going to watch and we haven't watched, but Scream Queens. Yes. Uh, we need to get on that. But a quick-ass thing I did realize, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis actually was at BlizzCon uh, last weekend. Woo-hoo! Dressed in a costume. One. I thought it was pretty pretty funny. Um, this is I've never seen the first se- the season of it, but apparently he, uh, Scream, the movie, has been adapted into a... Adapted into a show, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess it gets a second season. That's good. So, apparently it was good enough to keep around. So um, let's see. If this, this is right up my alley. So I saw this and I decided, oh, let's see if I agree with these five games. Uh, apparently Bloody Disgusting says five more video games that need film adaptations. So um, I will definitely agree with the first one I'm looking at because I n- definitely know where that screenshot is from. But uh, the first one they said Dead Space. Ooh. Now Dead Space is basically zombies in space, alien crazy zombie creatures and stuff like that. Um, I actually not have finished the first game. I need to go back and play it, but it is fucking creepy as hell. Well, I've watched, they have an anime movie about it. Yes, I've seen that. It, and I watched that, and I was like, what the hell? But I, but I remember playing the game. Um, I got pretty far in it, but it got to certain points where I'm just all like, holy fucking shit. Like, things, they like they know how to do their lighting in that game. They know how to do this kind of stuff. But it's, it gets to a point, too, where you start upgrading your stuff, and then things aren't as scary anymore. But it does have some scare factors. I'm trying to remember the last game. I was actually really kind of like, holy fucking shit, like... Really, like, jump Scared. motion and stuff yeah. like that. But Dead Space is one of those games that I was like, holy crap. Uh, so that's one. Uh, the next one, let's see. The Last of Us. Um, yes. The only problem I have with The Last of Us is they're not going to cast the people that I feel should be the people. Uh, definitely Ellen Page as Ellie. Um, I don't know who Ellen Page is. Ellen Page was um, Shadowcat in uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. She was the one that was helping Wolverine. She was also oh, in um, Inception. She became the new architecture they needed. Oh, she's from Juno. Yeah, Juno. Yeah. Uh, and then the other guy, I don't know his name, and I always just escapes me, but I think he'd be perfect. Michael Fassbender. No. Um, <laughs> the guy who plays the werewolf in uh, True Blood to be the uh, main guy. Oh, 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 who plays... Oh, in True Blood. Oh. Oh. Yeah, the guy with the huge beard. Because honestly, he looks exactly like the yeah. character. Yeah, in The Last of Us. So um, I'm not just good I'm not just saying just because of that because I think he could actually bring something to that role and everything like that. So yes, I totally agree with The Last of Us. This one I am not going to agree with because I think this would be as shitty as a Mortal Kombat movie. Twisted Metal. We already had a Twisted Metal movie. It's called um, what is it called? Shit, it's called uh, Death Race. Oh yeah, yeah. Twisted Metal is just movie. a bunch of crazy ass motherfuckers in cars just trying to destroy the world or the left of the world or whatnot. I would not agree with that one. Well, basically, Death Race is the same movie as Crank is the same movie 
as Transporter I, well, Three or tr- whatever the fuck Transporter actually, it was, where he couldn't slow down. Death, They're all the fucking same. Technically, Death Race is based off of a classic movie called Death Race Two Thousand, where it has a guy called uh, Doctor Frankenstein in it, and it also has Sylvester Stallone in the movie as well. If yeah. you have not seen Death Race Two Thousand, I highly recommend it because it is great. It is bad, but as it is in, funny. It's great as in fun. Oh, it's hilarious. a it's a bad movie. But it's just like the concept. Basically, the okay. So in Death Race, the remake, it's because I want to get my freedom, you know, kind of crap out of jail or whatnot. Death Race 2000 is you race across the world with this crazy ass race, killing people, trying to get into first, so you can become the president of the world. Ooh, best storyline ever. <laughs> um, this one, I definitely agree with them. They're saying heavy rain. I just remembered. Okay, I think it was called Gamer. It was literally Death Race without the cars. It was another movie that they came out after Death Race came oh, out. Oh, yeah, with, um... Yeah. This is Madness, no, this is Sparta, that guy. Yeah, um, oh, uh, crap, I just forgot his name. Yeah, I know. What you, I never saw it, though, but yeah, yeah it's, like, it was, the kid, it's it, like the kids take over these uh, people, and they, they are playing a video game. Yeah, it's, it's literally like, Death Race without the cars. It is the dumbest movie. I, I refuse to see it, and I heard terrible things about it. So, thankfully, I was working at... Har- Actually, I was working at Harkins for both whenever Death Race came out and whenever that movie came out, and I saw Death Race for free, and I still wanted my money back, and I refused to see the next one. The gamer one, I think it was called Gamer, um, and I heard really terrible things about it. So, sorry, continue. Anyway, Next so movie. as I was getting into with Heavy Rain is a movie I would love to see because that was a phenomenal video game um, based on a guy who kidnaps children and then with the rain pouring constantly in the area that they're in, the kids would die of drowning, and he would leave a origami. Uh, thing with them and he became the origami killer uh, that is fucked it's a up. fucked up game you play as it's basically i think it's by the same people who did uh, the new game that just came out until dawn if it's not it's basically kind of like a predecessor to that because you basically play as like five different characters trying to like one guy's trying to find his kidnapped son one girl's trying to piece her life back together with something else and all these characters kind of intertwine there's an fbi agent with a drug habit uh that you have to deal with on a when you play the character and stuff like that, it's it's fucking it's a great game. It's fucking fantastic. It, basically, I told anybody if you got a PlayStation Three, this would be the game you need to pick up. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with that one. And I have not played this game, but I guess they want to make it into a movie. I guess until dawn, which we were just talking about. Pretty much the choose your own adventure with the teenager kids. Now, as soon as I get my copy of Until Dawn, which I don't know how long that'll be because other stuff is coming into play first, but I will probably start twitching. Uh, the playthrough on that, so I'll definitely send that link up so you horror kids can watch me either die, survive, or just have fucking fun with that game. But yes, I totally <laughs> agree with four out of the five of those video games that they picked out. And also, going the other way, mm-hmm. a movie that's being turned into a game is Friday the 13th. I don't know, I think we've talked about this a yes, little we bit, did but talk they are about turning the it into a video game. They did get the funding for the Kickstarter, but they still need more funding in order to get it to be the full potential that it could be. So they hit their first goal. They have several stretch goals beyond that, and it looks phenomenal. Yeah, looking really good. And it makes me wonder if they want to do other kind of games like that as well. Like I could see a Freddy Krueger game kind of being like that, where you're in a dreamscape world and you have a couple of your other friends playing with you. You have to try to either be Freddy and kill people in unique ways. 
uh, or um, all those other kinds of stuff. Or survive. And it would also be interesting if you didn't know which one was the real world and which one was dreamscape yes. until he popped out. Well, not even like that, but like something like happened. Like you think you're in the real world. Like, like okay, I'm safe. I'm safe right now. And then you walk over, pick up a phone, and then like it does something. You're like, oh, shit. Like, it turns into an eel. You're like, okay, this isn't real. Yeah, kind of <laughs> stuff. Um, apparently, Rob Zombie... We talked about yeah. his film uh, lay, later, uh, I think in a couple of early podcasts, but his uh, film Rob Zombie is in the final stages of his one movie, 31. Um, it looks like they're wrapping up uh, filming and everything like that. Um, so that should be pretty interesting. So it looks like um, uh, it should be able to premiere in 2016 at the Sundance Fan, uh, Film Festival in January. Uh, hopefully it will be debut. Uh, that was the guy's name. I was trying to remember. Michael, Malcolm McDowell. Is going to be in it. He was uh, the guy in. <sighs> I like how she. My co-host just looks at me when I ramble on stuff, and I'm like, okay. He was in Clockwork Orange. Oh yeah, that's right. You should remember his name he's the other day. He's actually. I think he's doing pizza roll commercials right now, <laughs> um, and they're hilarious. Uh, oh, that's awesome. He's been in a bunch of shit. Uh, he's actually was in the remakes of his uh, of the Halloween movies that he did. He actually played the uh, professor doctor guy. In that one. I think it was a therapist or something like that. I forget what. But, yeah, so that should be pretty cool. So, um, so yeah, so that movie's wrapping up. And then uh, – so this is actually works out for us. So we did watch a movie, which we're not going to talk about until the Christmas season. And I'm not going to tell you which movie it is until we get to that episode. But we did watch a movie that will be coming towards the Christmas season. We're trying to find holiday-themed movies to watch during the holidays. So this actually went right up my alley when I was looking for it. Apparently, it's going to be on it's either on Netflix right now. Or it's going to be on Netflix soon. But an all-new slasher is on Netflix for Thanksgiving. Ooh. So, this is on the site. Um, but this is called, uh, I guess, uh, uh, Dimensions Thanksgiving Slasher is now on Netflix Instant. I believe it's called uh, Christy. Okay. So it looks like uh, is an is a homage to the 90s slasher. It takes place when the rest of the campus home... Uh, for the Thanksgiving holiday, uh, Justin spends the weekend in her college dorm studying, relaxing, blissfully unaware of the terror that is about to unfold outside in the cold. Ooh. Suddenly confronted by a gang of violent outcasts, uh, Justine quit, uh, quite long week, quite long weekend becomes one long, long, long lesson in survival as she is terrorized in unnecessarily blizzards and brutal ways, leaving it up to her to figure out her attackers are if they can own if and if they can be stopped so the trailer is out right now um so that's going to be so that's uh that's a treat so if you're spending thanksgiving alone kids uh <laughs> no so um i think we'll probably have this episode actually this episode might either that episode because i'm thinking this is going to be the next movie we watch uh, will probably definitely be this one. So we'll definitely watch this one, give you the breakdown of it, but it'd probably be the... Gr Actually, yeah, we probably... Because our next episode will either drop on Thanksgiving, uh, not the next week one, but the following week after, we'll either drop on Thanksgiving, so you guys will either listen to it or not, or we might not even have an episode. We'll figure that out, but during the holiday season. But yeah, so I think this is going to be the next movie we watch. So here's at least a Thanksgiving slasher movie compared to the Killer Turkey movie that I've been trying to find that I watched a long time ago on <laughs> Netflix. That sounds amazing. Oh, it's it's dumb as hell, but it's, it's again, like I said, one of the movies I, I'm trying to hoping to pick some good movies, but there are going to be some bad movies in the horror genres, as you kids know. So yeah, so no, there's some bad movies in the uh, horror. Genre? I know it's surprising, it's shocking. It's, it's surprising, but uh, yeah. So go ahead and check out Christy. It should be on uh, Netflix Instant right now. 
So we're going to go ahead and review that movie for next week. That's so sweet. without further ado, let's talk about the movie we recently watched. Unless Actually, you have... I have a couple news things. They won't take long. Um, this is not big screen. This is little screen. This is shows that are coming up. So 2016, they are actually going to create uh, a premiere January 25th. It's called Lucifer. Oh, that's right. Um, what which, uh, network picked it up? Fox. Oh, so it's going to have a it's probably going to have a great cult following. It's probably going to do very well as the ratings and then Fox will go, "Yeah, we're not going to pick it up for a second season." Probably because it has executive producer Jerry Bruckheimer and director Les Wiseman who directed the movie Underworld. Oh yeah, they'll probably get rid of that for after the first season. And it'll end oh, on I'm a, sure. And, and then end, Sci-Fi will pick it up and it'll be fine. And it'll end on a really good cliffhanger too. Probably. But then we won't get to we Sci-Fi won't pick it up for another maybe 5 or 6 years so we'll yeah. all forget about it. And Pretty then much. we'll all be bored and we won't care. Although it, who knows if it'll actually be good? I can see it going either way because it's Lucifer. Well, his name is Lucifer Morningstar. So he. So is he a gay guy? Now? Yes. He, Hi guys. I'm Lucifer Morningstar. <laughs> it just makes me think of that comedian. Uh, I just blanked on his name for a moment, but he does a Steve. bit about. Yes, Steve. Corral. No. Um, uh, no, you're thinking of Steve. Stephen Lynch. There Stephen we go. Stephen Lynch. Yeah, he does a song where he's like, my name is Satan. Yeah. Um, Maybe but no. that'll be the theme song. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, but yes, it's supposed to be Satan. Oh, sorry. Satan. Um, hey, and he Satan. <laughs> basically. Oh, Shaddam. Basically, that's what the hey, show should be. It's, uh, you need a rest. They lied. It's not all these people behind. It's actually Trey, um, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. They're actually making <laughs> a sitcom with Saddam, Saddam Hussein and Satan. Oh, that would be amazing. I'd watch that. I'd watch the hell out of it. Um, no, it's uh, Lucifer basically got tired of the whole hell thing. So, like which I don't even does. know. Yeah, uh, you know, just the huge. Uh, and you know so no, he decided I, I... to go to, well, this is what I love. He decided to go to Los Angeles and start a nightclub. Okay, if you're going to start a nightclub, you go to Vegas. You don't go to fucking Los Angeles. Or you go to New York. Or you go to something else. Like, Why didn't he just go to Hale, Michigan? Where the hell's... Hell, Michigan? Oh. Hell, I didn't know there's a Hell, Michigan. That's yeah, awesome. that'd be even funnier. He wants to get away from Hell. He probably came from Hell, well, Michigan. Well, that's the funny part, because Hell, Michigan is all snow all the time, so it'd be perfect. Eh. It's like, where are you from? He's like, Hell. And then they don't, they're like, ah He's like, no, Michigan, you don't let me finish my, my sentence. <laughs> you need to let me finish my fucking sentence. Uh, but now, no. okay. Um, so basically, he is done with this whole thing, and he owns a nightclub. He sees some chick get murdered, like some pop star get murdered outside of his nightclub, and decides to take vengeance on her killers. So... Um, that sounds weird for Satan. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, look, I've done my fair share of murdering and torturing and stuff like that. And but kill one girl! Kill one, one pop, person! One pop singer! And I'm pissed. Right. Um, sounds like a very bad uh, reboot That's of The I Crow. That's why I said it could definitely go either way. Okay, so, okay, I will say this. If the series does well, and it picks up steam, can we get the spinoff series when Jesus decides to do that? Jesus is like, look, I don't want to be in heaven anymore. I'm kind of done. And he comes back down. It's all like, it was like, Jesus is back. But he's like, look, no, no, no. I'm not here to do the second coming yet. Well, didn't they already do that with Family Guy? Yeah, but I meant more funny, like better. Like, that episode's kind of weird for Family Guy. Um, Other thing I wanted to talk about is apparently on Mm Sci-Fi, they are going to start a Van Helsing show. However, it's going to have a girl. See, Jackman coming back, eh? 
Hugh Jackman? No, it's not Hugh Jackman. Um, they're going to oh, have Vanessa Van Helsing, who is uh, Van Helsing's Van daughter. Helsing's daughter. Yeah. All right, there, little so, Sheila. You go out and there and she you wakes up five vampires. years in the future and finds out a bunch of vampires are around and uh, you know she has power over them or some bullshit. I don't know. I didn't read the whole thing because after I read something about she has power over it, I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, the kind of power she has, and she has Wolverine claws. No, Hugh Jackman doesn't. No, it's we're not mixing it all in. And then he, she's going to be limitless and whatnot. Hey, mates, this is Hugh Jackman. I was that weird pirate thing in that pan movie that no one saw. He was? Yeah, oh, I, yeah, he I was. was bald. <laughs> I was in Lave, Miser, whatever. I sang. La, la, la. So. I was in La, 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 Wolverine. <laughs> I got one more movie, and then I can do whatever I want, Sheila's. Anyways. Okay, so the movie that... <clears throat> We watched uh, last time was Hellraiser, the original from 1987. Now, uh, what I'm going to pull up is the IMD. Oh, actually, this is Wikipedia, so it lied to me. So, anyway, so I'll just read the little synopsis so everyone can get a little thing. So, if you haven't seen Hellraiser, uh, it is on Netflix. Um, I remember watching it probably when I was like 13, 14, something like that, and then rewatching it again now. Uh, I kind of like where we're going to have probably a good debate on this of uh, things we liked, things we didn't like, and whether or not we like it. But yeah, Hellraiser is a 1987 British horror film uh, written and directed by Clive Barker. Now, it looks like Clive Barker, I think, directed and wrote uh, Hellraiser and Hellraiser 2. Because if you check mm-hmm. out the entire other Hellraiser movies that I had no idea, there was a shit ton of them. There's his nine. Name, his name is not on it. Like, in the yeah. first one, it says Clyde's, you know, Barker's uh, Hellraiser, and the second one says the same thing. Uh, it was actually based on his novel called The Hellbound Heart. Uh, the film spawned a series of sequels, um, So, and it involves the resurrection of... So, basically, I'm going to give you a little synopsis. So, basically, there's a, there's a puzzle box a guy gets in the begin- beginning of the movie, uh, does some stuff with it, opens up these Hellraisers, I guess, come out... Oh, I can't remember. I forget what they're, I'm trying to remember what they're called. Um, Let me check IMDb and see if it tells me what it's. Yeah, that's what I was trying. I was trying to remember where it said. Let's see, Frank Oh, the the Cenobites. Cenobites. There we go. The Cenobites, which I feel is confused with Cenobites. That's no, not even that. Just even Cenobites. I've heard there's things called Cenobites. I think. Taco Bell sells Cinnabites. Yeah, those little Cinnabon, cinnamon. No, no, that's cinnamon twists. Oh, cinnamon twists, but still cinnamon bites. You're like, mmm, cinnamon bites. So cinnamon bites. Uh, so yeah, so these cinnamon bites or whatnot. Dang so it, now I want Taco Bell. You suck. Hey, I, that's why I <laughs> ate it. Very. I'm thinking. Um, fuck it, Taco Bell after the podcast. Sweet. Bung. Um. So. Uh. So. No, that's the high person's Taco Bell. No, that used to be what they used to do. Bong. They used to say that at the end of their commercials back in the day, and then people realized, like, wait a minute, uh, you can't use that. <laughs> so on the IMDb page, I'm going to give you the rating they gave it when it, I guess, when the movie came out. So right now, out of ten, it got a seven point one, which actually isn't bad for this film. Uh, actually, this is what, wow, this is what they uh, put in for their synopsis. I got to go to IMDb for their synopsis. So an unfaithful wife encounters a zombie of her dead lover. Demons are punishing him after he escaped their sadomasochist underworld. Now, I'll say this. If you put this on Netflix, you would read this and go, what the fuck? And check it out and realize, 
wow, okay, this is completely different right. than – Okay, but what they put on Netflix was just like – Someone finds a puzzle box and then they get more what they bargained for. Hellraiser, rated PG thirteen. Um, Rob Schneider. Yeah, Rob Schneider. Um, and then before we dive into what we liked, what we didn't like, all that kind of stuff. So Rotten Tomatoes, they gave it a sixty three, and this is the uh, their actual rating. And then the audience scored it as a seventy three. So it looks like I IMDb and uh, audience, which I think IMDb is pretty much audience people anyway so uh well they have critics they have a critics rating and they have the audience rating so the uh, critics rating was a 63 the audience rating was a 73 yeah so it's kind of like in the same thing so it kind of makes sense so um so yeah so um i'm gonna pull up the uh which i'm going to be perfectly honest it seems like indie movies get a higher rating on rotten tomatoes from the critics just because it's indie and they think that they have to be cool and blah 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 no I and agree. That, so it'll be like 90 percent, and then user rating is like 20 percent. um i had no idea that was their last uh name was cotton whose last name julie is cotton? cotton frank cotton larry cotton Oh, in Christine the movie. Christine Cotton in the movie. So anyway, so uh, uh, do you want to – so I gave that kind of a little bit of a summary and whatnot. Do we want to – so this was your first time seeing Hellraiser, correct? Correct. Okay, so when you jumped into this movie, was it what you expected or was it completely different than what you expected? Um, It was different in what the – in the wow. It was different than what I expected in that just the – I guess the present or how the movie began was very 80s. <laughs> um, it had a lot of potential and it got it did get interesting at the end. But after a certain point, I was just like, eh. I mean, I I liked it overall. I just the chick at the beginning, the British chick just kind of pissed me off. And I was like, really? Yeah, so... But I thought that they did a good job with it overall, and I really did like the Cenobites. Well, the problem I had with the Cenobites is, is like, he's, like, the front runner. So the main Cenobite is actually, you know, uh, Pinhead, um, who is played by Douglas... Where is his name? Douglas? Douglas, where are you? <laughs> Douglas Bradley um, as Pinhead. Um, and the problem is, is, like, he's on the posters, he's everywhere, and I would say, I'd say the Cenobites maybe maybe is maybe 15 minutes screen time throughout the entire movie yeah he's maybe more than that but he's really low down on the list Everyone's of how much screen it, time which really, really sucks because if you made a movie that was like more which actually in the second one they had him a lot more and they had the backstory a lot more that, that's what i was waiting you feel like the the story that they give you <laughs> you really wanted to know more about the puzzle box i think that that was probably the director's plan is to and then I think in the third one is whenever he was really gonna delve into like who Pinhead was, his backstory and all that kind of stuff. So I think the first movie was to introduce the puzzle box. The second movie was to introduce like basically their underworld, and then the third movie was to really dig into who Pinhead was, what happened to him, how yeah. he got there, etc. But since he didn't do the third one. It's a totally different movie style. I started watching the third one and I hate it. Well, I still it. have to. Wa I have to rewatch the second one and then watch the third one. I'm trying to remember when I trailed off on those movies, but we will talk about those ones in the next franchise. So, um, things I okay. So I will say, like, I like I like the character designs on uh, the Cenobites. I like the uh, 
you know, the I will say this. There's a couple of parts of the movie where okay, so I will talk about the ending and not trying to give stuff away in case you have not seen the movie yet. But there's a part of the end of the movie where she's doing stuff with the puzzle box and she's making the the Hellraisers go away, the Cenobites go away. And after all of it's said and done, the house collapsed, like all this stuff, like her boyfriend's with her at towards the end of it. Doesn't say a fucking word. Like doesn't go like what the fuck is going <laughs> like nothing. He just kinda like Huh, are you okay? All right. Yeah, he's oh, like, are you okay? Huh. Oh, that was scary. Huh. Okay, let's was, just go. Oh, let's great. go over here. Huh. And then and he's not even in the second one. I'm like, you're really uh, not going to check on your girlfriend end, at the, all. Even basically, and then how it ends with the with the fire thing and stuff of that, which again, I don't want to give stuff away if you haven't seen it yet. But there's just a part with the fire where she, like the thing happens and leaves, and I'm just sitting there going like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> like I couldn't like I I honestly say when I first saw it when I was 13. It scared the fuck out of me. Like, it was a really scary movie and stuff like that. Watching it again, I'm going, oh, okay, I just, I wasted two hours on a weekend. I don't think it was really a waste, though. I mean, for one thing, you'll have to give, like, you have to give credit where credit's due. It was a good story. Not and really. I Well, I thought it was a, a good story idea, and Pinhead really was creepy. And no. if they had done more with Pinhead, it would have been an amazing movie. But they didn't do enough with Pinhead. They didn't cover his story, and they didn't really—it's—they really didn't deliver on anything. Yeah, the funny part is, is a, a movie called Hellraiser. The most—I I will hands down give it this. It had really great makeup design, uh, especially with Frank when he comes back and he's becoming like a corpse and becoming yeah, whole again. Yeah, that some was that. very. That was a very good makeup design. Some of that. All the Cenobites have a good, you know, makeup design to him as well. <laughs> the only problem I have with it is like he—the—the the guy, you know, escapes from them. Puts himself back together, and when they find out, they you know they crack him down. But instead of giving him like a worse like torture to kill him again, they do the same thing that they did before. They just rip him apart with the chains and everything like that. I think that was just the start, though. I don't. I mean, I highly doubt that that was the end of it. They were probably they. I, I'm pretty sure that like that's just kind of how it starts and it goes from there. But um. But yeah, with. The Cenobites in the first movie compared to the second movie, the lead hell, the Hellraiser, the lead, Panhead, whatever you want to call him, Pinhead, he name. was a lot creepier in the first one than he was in the second. Like a lot creepier. Mm. Like his voice was disturbing, and just like his overall, like how they filmed him and the way he stood and the way he like held the box and everything. And actually, and um. Cabin in the Woods, mm-hmm. they have a character that's like him. Yes. And I, like, that was actually my favorite character in uh, Cabin in the Woods, even though I hadn't seen Pinhead, because it was, for one thing, it was the creepiest character, and for another thing, like, in Cabin in the Woods, they actually, actually made him seem sad, so it se- made it seem like he actually had, like, a personality and a storyline behind it and everything, but that's a totally different movie. Um, but I thought, I think that if they do a remake of Hellraiser they'll be able to do it justice. But they need to get the right people, and I think if they use the original Hellraiser, it'll be great, but... Well, uh, before we get into our ratings about it and stuff like that, well, Hellraiser had its first public showing at the Price, uh, the Prince Charles Cinema on September 10th of 1987. The film was released in the United States September 18th of 1987. The film grossed 14,564, you know... United States and Canada, so it did pretty well, you know, for an opening movie because a movie because I think it only uh, I'm trying to remember where was the budget's at. Yeah, the budget was only one million, 
Yeah, so they so, did a good so job. So it did a very on. good job coming out and stuff like that. Um, I know, remember, we're talking about reception. A lot of people liked it and stuff like that. Now, the there was in talks with a remake, which I did want to get into. Uh, Dimension Films' remake of Hellraiser was announced November 2006. Uh, French director uh, Pascal Leguy. Pascal? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Was set to direct the film, but was later taken off the project due to creative differences with the producers. Uh, wanted the film to be very serious, taken... Uh, blah blah blah. Teenage Dawn is with So October twentieth of two thousand ten, it was officially announced that uh, Patrick uh, Lejeune and Todd Farmer were to direct and write, respectively, the reboot of Hellraiser franchise. The film story would differ from the original film, as Lejeune and Farmer did not want to retell the original story out of respect of Clive Barker's work. Uh, the film was instead forced on the world, and uh, yeah. It, the film was um, instead focused on the world uh, and f- uh, the function of the puzzle box. However, in 2011, Farmer confirmed that both he and LeSure were no longer attached to the project. Now, as of <laughs> t- October 24th, uh, 2013, Clive Barker posted on his official Facebook page that he would personally write the remake of the original Hellraiser, and he had already uh, completed a deal with Dimensions Films' Bob Weinstein, Weinstein, not Weinstein. Uh, he also started, stated that he will be pushing for uh, practical effects rather than CGI, and the original uh, Cenobite actor Doug Bradley would return as Pinhead. But that, again, was back in 2013, so we don't know. Of course, uh, Hellraiser did get a little bit of an adaptation uh, on comic books in the late 1980s to the early 1990s. Uh, the three vo- uh, volumes are available digitally exclusive through uh, the Devil Do Digitals comics, so... Um, so what was your takeaway from that film? I mean, do you think that they could have done better, or do you just hate it? Or I, I don't hate it. I just feel like it focused, like, okay, like I said, the makeup stuff was really good. I felt the story was a little bland. It takes a while for it to get going. Um, and then the stuff you wish they would focus on, such as, I want to know more about this puzzle box. I want to know more about these uh, characters. I want to know more about all this kind of stuff. And instead we're focused on this stupid family, a cheating wife, rebuilding her her husband's brother who she slept with you know all this kind of bullshit that i'm just like i don't really care kind of thing yeah that's the thing that i didn't really understand is like why was she sleeping with her husband's brother like why didn't she just marry him if they were so in love like why didn't they just hook like marry why did why were they hooking up behind his back i don't know so, what's yeah. your rating of it? Uh, my rating, uh, I would still, I, I would probably give it to what everyone else gets it. I felt like it had potential, but they didn't deliver, in my opinion. Like, it, that's what I'm saying. Like, the second one is probably like what you want from the first movie. So it's like, okay, so I will give credit where credits due. So I'd probably give it about a seven. You know, seven out of ten. Yeah, I'd probably get about a seven out of ten. So it just, to me, it just feels like you're like, oh, this Pinhead character is such a cool character. I want to know more about his backstory. I yeah. want to know more about these creatures. I want to know more about the origin of yeah, this puzzle box. Yeah, it was box. a fascinating thing to, like, tap into, and it just was like, okay, done. Like, and you're you, like, what yeah, the hell? Yeah, literally you <laughs> tapped into Yeah, that's it. what I'm saying. I would say you literally tapped into that little bit of it for maybe ten minutes in the entire movie. And it wasn't even that in-depth. And then it just kind of... Like, the thing I'm more curious about, the guy in the beginning who gives the puzzle box to somebody... Obviously, he has a hand in it somehow because the puzzle bot comes back to him, so for him to give it to yeah. other people. What's his whole deal and everything? So it's kind of like, you know, I it could maybe really... would do better as a show. Uh, Hellraiser as a show, maybe I could maybe. see. I could see a good remake movie. 
Yeah. If they're not going to uh, go from the original story and come up with something new, I would say if you are going to do that, if it even is available, I say dive into more of these the Cenobites characters. I think give a backstory on that. Give it maybe the origins of this, uh, you know, puzzle box or whatnot. But uh, but yeah, Hellraiser. If you want to see the rest of the movies, we'll be talking about everything because I I am planning on maybe maybe during the summer we'll do like the sequel sequel thon or something like that where we talk about all these sequels of movies and where they should have stopped, uh, where they should have kept going where they should have never even started. Uh, we'll hit that up. But I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Not Another Be Horror Cast, unless you have anything else you'd like to add. No. Well, Anna, if uh, people are looking for, well, I would say you, but the only Twitter you have is. So if you want to follow us, you can follow us at Be Horror Cast on the Facebook page and Twitter. Uh, if you want to give our Facebook page a like, go to www.facebook.com backslash Horror, not another B horror cast. Um, I think we're trying to get our. Basically, I have a goal. If we get to about 50 likes, I think we'll do a contest. You know, every 50 likes we go, we'll try to do a contest and give out prizes and stuff like that. Um, I'm not. I do have a secret surprise coming up soon. We will have a new sponsor on the entire network coming up soon, Woo! but uh, we're not going to delve into that anytime soon. But yes, yeah, so uh, next week we'll probably be reviewing the movie um, Christie. For the Thanksgiving season, uh, we'll keep you guys posted to see what we're going to be doing with uh, shows-wise during the holidays. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a Christmas list going for you guys. What what great movies to watch during the Christmas season, and what if you just want to have a good laugh? Uh, we did watch a pretty fucking bad one. Oh, which that was horrible. I cannot wait to dive into this one, <laughs> and I want to know if it's public domain because it really needs a fucking commentary. Um, oh, and speaking of really bad movies, I do want to touch upon this. Uh, this is last minute of that, but uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yes, I sent this they, over to you. Uh, well, not only did you send it out to me, but I saw it earlier and stuff like that. Oh, but okay. I feel like not being like, hey, I because every time I do that, you're just like, oh, you already know. I am the internet, okay? I know <laughs> what happens. Um, you're all-knowing. I'm Instead of pinhead, I'm internet head. Um, I don't get it. Anyways, but uh, yes, yeah, so Mystery Science Theater has started a Kickstarter to come back, and I say fucking do it. Seriously. Um, they have some of the best horrible movies ever and their I, dialogue is fucking amazing so they like, got they got horror films they make fun of they got sci-fi movies they make fun of they got serious they even did one fuck i, I gotta remember what it was but there was a movie about springs they got their hands on and they fucking ripped that Wait, thing is it one, one of the that, shorts that it's they like had a, yeah it was like movie? a short before a movie yeah. it was like huh the world without springs or what it was like so fucking yeah they dumb. have so many like they but, do um, uh, reviews of like shorts and stuff like that i think my okay so top three movies for msd3k for me are manos hands of fate which is a horrible horror movie to begin with it was oh my god they had so much to make fun of it was hilarious uh number two i'm going to put as um that was number three by the way number two i know you're going to disagree with me on this but i'm going to put manos hands of fate as number two or excuse me um that's just same one as number three. Uh, number two, I'm going to put as the final sacrifice. Okay. Because it is a if you love Canada, you probably shouldn't watch it because they rip Canada to shreds. Oh my it god, is I the love funniest thing if ever. You know, yeah, basically, if you listen to any one of my other shows, Pat and I rave about the final sacrifice. <laughs> yes, they talk about it all the time on All White Tukey, and it's an awesome. Every time you guys get off on that topic, it's hilarious. But my number one pick for MSD3K is Puma Man because it's out. It's a superhero movie about a guy who gets the abilities of a puma from aliens from outer space. 
But and not- it has Donald Pleasance in it, which is the only, like, good, a- well, the only halfway decent actor in that movie. Like, yeah, but the only problem is, is like you say he gets powers for from a puma, but I don't know any puma that can do the stuff that that man does. In I puma know man. they're talking about. They're like, I don't think pumas are really known for flying. Yeah, uh, I would have to say if I'm going with the top three, uh, top number three will have to be actually the science science mystery theater movie, This Island Earth, which I thought was phenomenal because they did a not only did they have great sketches in between the movie and stuff like that, but you actually got to see a pretty good production value of Mystery Science Theater 3000. One of their best sketches, I thought it was a terrible movie. It was a movie about cloning or some crap, but they had Mike doing uh, river dancing in one of the like one of the breaks in between the movies. It's the funniest thing ever. Oh, it was so, awesome. I think, I think it's in season nine. So the, the, I would say that was number three for the movies, This Island Earth. Uh, number two is going to be what was the one? I just had it. Oh, uh, Gamera. Because I'm a huge uh, monster movie fan and everything oh, like that. Yeah. And they just <laughs> ripped that one apart, especially like because you're watching it going like, what the fuck? And stuff like that. And then the uh, first and foremost is the one that, honestly, I can watch it all the way through. I find all the skits in it hilarious. And it's still funny, and even after you watch it And it's still funny every time times. you see it. And it's uh, uh, final the final sacrifice, yeah. just because it's uh, great. That's where the greatest Canadian hero came from, Zap <laughs> Rosdauer. And also, if you guys watch MST3K, or if you want to find out about MST3K and you start watching... Email us and let us know what your top three are, and we can either review it on one of the podcasts, or we can at least like acknowledge you guys and say, hey, thank you, and give you a shout-out, and you know, just let you know our opinion of those ones, or if we haven't seen it, we can take a look at them. So please let us know, because that would be awesome. But yeah, so that will wrap up this episode of the Longbox Cast. Go ahead if you're a big supporter of uh, Mystery cast. Science. What did I say? Longbox Cast. Doesn't matter. Longbox <laughs> Cast. Yeah, I need more likes on Longbox Cast, too. I'm the mascot of the entire network. You really are. They just so, need to put your face as the Fern Network. Uh, but yeah, so go ahead and give uh, you know them some money for uh, the Kickstarter of Mystery Science Theater if you're a huge fan and everything like that. But uh, yeah, so of course uh, this will be wrapping up uh, not another B Horror Cast. Uh, of course, if you want to follow me, you can check out all the other shows that I'm on. You can follow me on Twitter at Stephen Mooney Jr. Uh, on the Instagram at S Mooney Jr. I'll try to post some. I've been trying to find some more horror stuff to. I need some stuff in my house. Uh, to put up or whatnot, but um, and then I should get Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh my and god! I, then I, I will love, never come over. I love Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That's a movie that we I have to watch. to watch. It. Oh my no, god! No, I refuse so... to watch it. No, because okay, this is why, and we'll okay. I'm gonna make an entire episode about Killer Clown from Outer Space. And this is why. <laughs> I, all I'm gonna say is when I first saw this movie and I was watching it, I wasn't sure if it was a comedy or if it was a horror film, because the lines between that movie were so fucking far and few between that you're like, oh, this is fucked up, but this is hilarious, but this is dark, but this is funny. Like, it was fucking weird shit. Like, you're sitting there going, like, I'm supposed to be scared, but that's pretty fucking funny, and it's messed up. All I'm going to say, if people have watched this movie, is where literally there's this little clown with punching block arms, and they go, uh, the guy's, this biker dude's like, what are you going to do, punch? Punch my block off? And he literally punches the guy's head off. It's fucking great. I'll be crying during the entire movie. I love that movie. Makeup design is great in that movie. So, yes, uh, we will talk about Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Actually, there's a guy I want to get on the podcast who's actually <laughs> been on our podcast uh, for 4 Radio Network, uh, Socially Awkward, uh, Benjamin. I just totally forgot. He posted a picture two years ago uh, that he did a drawing of um, oh, fuck, the little kid from uh, Trick or Treat. 
<gasps> Sam. Yes! And then he did Jason, and actually two people who were cosplay of those two were holding those pictures up in this picture and whatnot. So I, I forgot he's a huge horror fan. I should get him on the podcast sometime yes. so we can talk to him and I can talk about some of his cool artwork that he does for uh, – because he actually did the Army of Darkness uh, thing that I have in uh, the room. Oh, the, 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 My, Little the Pony. My Little Ponies with one. <laughs> and uh, actually he ran into – because they auctioned it off. I know we're rambling and this is going to be a long episode. He auctioned it off at the Phoenix Comic Con I think two years ago mm-hmm. uh, when Bruce Campbell was there. And Bruce Campbell said the only problem he had with it was the chin was too small. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that's going to wrap I up this episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. Uh, don't forget to check out all the other great shows on the 4i Radio Network. And uh, before we head out, do you have your words that you say at the end of this podcast? Carpe Noctum. This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com.